Welcome to the live show with your host, Elder Monique. I have with me on today my good and faithful childhood sister friend all the way from Georgia, but we go way back from New York City. We were childhood friends. We lived in the same hood. She was the first person who braided my hair at the age of 13. So I am so pleased to have her join the live show. I thank all y'all for tuning in, listening to the live show, Living in Freedom Every Day with your host, Elder Monique, and my co-host, Elder Jay Coleman. But he's not on today, but he will be back soon. So this is just going to be a girl's talk anyway, because we got some stuff to talk about know that my girl she wants to share a whole lot a lot a lot of stuff with you guys so i'm gonna turn it over to her welcome renee welcome to the life show how you doing thank you Monique. thank you for having me Wait, i'm I excited know having a lot of technical difficulties i said the yes, I, up, I said the devil is a liar. We gonna have this talk show. The devil is a liar. I was like getting all excited, and I'm like, okay, wait, I can't get on. I don't know all the accent, all this download this and down. I'm like, wait a minute. Then when you sent the other one, I seen that it went straight through, and that's so I'm like, okay, yeah, we're on. So I'm glad. Yeah, yeah I said the devil's a liar. You know when you're trying to do something oh, great. Wait. Here he comes in trying to block yeah, something. I said, I know this that. must be going to be this got to be a blessed show tonight because no way I give him that two piece. Boop, boop. Yeah, it will be no way that I can get on or not be able to get on my podcast or have you get on. I, I said I'm gonna try two phones, two different <laughs> things. I said uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Then it was saying it's not connecting. I said oh no oh no. We are going to have this show. I was like oh my god. I, you know, and I said it's always something with me. Like why <laughs> when it's my turn, everything seems to be going haywire. And I'm like no, we gotta get this thing working up and running yeah yeah so i am so excited i'm so excited to have you i really thank you for the you know thank you for accepting the invitation like i said oh, this is your this anything is, for you mo anything for you so even though you know this this podcast goes abroad so people are gonna be listening everywhere you know so you want to be transparent you can be transparent as you want or you can you know disclose much as you want don't disclose as you want but i want to allow um our listeners to be able to hear you know the true authenticity of what it is that you wanted to share now i know that we had talked previously about a few topics that you want to touch bases on but my first thing is i want to know um how do you feel about this pandemic and everything that's going on oh well it's just crazy but the thing is is that the majority rules and if they say wear masks they social distance six feet then do so Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't see it, you know, or it's not affecting them, or they think because they don't have symptoms, or you know, they don't think they can get it. Like it's a serious thing; it's a real thing, and you have to protect yourself. I mean, it's sad that you got people out here that just really don't care, that don't believe, and what do you do? The only thing you really can do is just take care of yourself and, and your family yeah. and try to hope that, that other people will, will listen and do the same thing because it's always strength in numbers. So if everybody's wearing a mask, I think it will help some. I mean, yeah. that's what they're saying. 
Exactly. I agree. I agree. I know it's affected me in a lot of ways. Can't see my family. Can't right. be around my close friends. Just can't do a, a, a lot of things that I would like to do that I used I used to do. But I understand, you know, we are... And a friend of mine's actually had it. Yeah. Like, a, a, one of a good friend of mine was actually in the hospital. Um, they had pre-existing conditions as far as... Uh, think they have like asthma or something like that so you know and people that have upper respiratory things going on you know they're more subject to it and he was in there and um but he beat it he's home yeah Yeah, and um i just spoke to him last night and he's doing really good he's you know taking care of himself and just following all the guidelines well, that's good. My prayers is with him. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, a little bit of history we have together. Uh, um, <laughs> well, <yes. laughs> I want you to do the honors. <laughs> oh, yes. Me and Moni goes way back. I'm talking like elementary days. And yes, I was the first one who did her hair. Actually, that was a blessing because by doing so, it got to show my art it got to show my work and then it just took off from there you know and i've just been doing hair ever since i don't do it as much now but you know i still have it but it was i that was something that i love doing that's that's just something i really enjoy because i keep my hair done all the time yeah i always want someone to look if i do your hair it's like doing my own you know you have to walk around with it yeah. You know, it's never about the money for me. It was about the way it's going to look and the way it makes you feel. So when you look in the mirror, you feeling real good about yourself. You like the way it looks. That makes me feel good. That you feel good. Yeah. So perfectionist. And I always want to make sure that, you know, I put a smile on people's faces after I do their hair because I know they, they're going to like it. Like, I could toot my own horn because I know how good I was and how good I am doing so. So. I mean, we done did everything under the sun, but we made it. You know, it's a a beautiful thing that we're at this age now and we could just reflect back on all the things that we've gone through and and how we beat it. You know, we could have been one of the ones stuck or dead or out there strung out. I mean, that was the era of time what was going on, but we beat it. We did, and it's, it's, it's really good, and and I'm so proud of you, Monique. I mean, really, really proud of you. All your endeavors, everything you. that you have accomplished, I'm like super proud of you. You have no idea. Grace of God, that's the only way. I want to go back to when you when you did my first my um my well you did all of our sewings. We always kept the back. We always kept our sewings going to the back, the curly hair, and then put the headbands on. That was my, I know that was our favorite style. You know what? No, 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 no. The favorite favorite one that I did did um to your hair is the one with the bang. And then the yeah, sizes. that's the one I was gonna talk about because that's when I first got saved and I got my hair done. And I think you like, dang, that's not how it wasn't supposed to come out, but it came out. And for some reason, you could not do that style again, even though I had another hairstyle like that. But you could not do it like that first style. And I mean, everybody loved like that style. Yes, and it I looked. I love that style. Like I even took a picture with that hairstyle. I, I still tell people that hairstyle too date 
I, I got a picture of that. I still got the picture for that hairstyle. My mother got it in a frame, and I got I think I got the original, and then Jerome got a copy of it. Um, and I so he's so like, Yo, this picture is so pretty of you. Yo, you, you look, look, you so look young. Good. Yes, you do. You look very, very pretty. I mean, it just looks. I said, but the I said that was my recovery. Here. <laughs> my recovery hairdo. Right, That's what I first was clean. Your hair was just as long as the weed. Yeah, so people don't realize I had long hair. Even oh my I god, all your wigs. legs, all your legs. <laughs> there was no Monique was one of them girls. She didn't need a weave. She did not like long past her shoulders long. Like she had really long hair. So I know people don't think that because I wear a wig now. I said, look, I got older, light <laughs> medication, stress, everything. Um, <laughs> it falls out. <laughs> It grows back, but anyway, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. So let's dive on into the topic. Now I know, like I said, you wanted to talk about hit and miss some things. So I'm gonna let you have free course, you know, and discuss anything you would like the listeners to know. Um, or I know we want to talk about women issues. We want. We was gonna talk about what you want to talk about again. We autism. About, yes, that's what I was gonna go on my little list. That was the first thing we want to talk about. Um, and because of that topic, is how has it affect you personally? I know you have a personal story behind it. Um. Well, to be quite honest, I felt special. I really felt special from day one because just because of the kind of person that I am. But for God to have give me a child with autism, it's no one's fault. It's no it's no one person to blame. It's just what it is. And all we can do is make them as independent as possible. So for God to give me Wayne Nell, I felt like I was special and that he gave me a special job to do. And it makes me cry a lot because it's tears of joy not not sadness tears of joy because he's doing phenomenal and he came a long way and i worked side by side with him each and every day and yes it gets overwhelming i would be sitting here lying tell you oh it's nothing yes it sometimes i want to scream but i have to do it you know i just i i just sometimes i'll take a moment to myself and just you know kind of regroup but for the most part, I, I I go right back to it, and I keep working with him, working with him, and he's doing all. He's just an awesome kid. I mean, anyone ever met him? I mean, you met him. He's just one of the happiest kids anybody could ever meet in their life. I mean, he just has this type of energy. He just brings joy wherever he goes. So, no matter what hangups that I've been having in my own personal life, aside from him, when I see him, everything just goes away because that's just how he makes me feel. You know, mm-hmm. and um, as far as like you know, like the things that I had to endeavor with him was like, you know, he wouldn't know things, um, basic things, you know, next to, under, over, you know, from plastic to glass. I mean, things that we already know. He didn't know none of those things, and he and he's he knows a lot, but he still has a long way to go. But mm-hmm. I know he's gonna be something great because he's super smart. He has a photographic memory. He remembers everything. That's one of his gifts. His weaknesses is more like focusing. 
So, mm-hmm. like, you have to, you know, not really stay on top of him, but just making sure that he's focusing on what he's doing because he can get distracted very easily. But the thing with him is that he's, I, I call him, he wants to follow every rule and every regulation. Like, he wants to do everything right. And that's what I love about him because he wants to work independently. He doesn't want my help. And I just love that about him. He's, you know, he just, and he does things on his own for the first time. Yesterday I was supposed to heat up his food, right? So he said, no, I can do it. He literally went and got the chicken out the refrigerator, got everything that was in the containers and put it in the plate, put it in the microwave and heated his food and he ate. And I wow. thought it was like, yes, because it's like, these are the things that I was doing for him and now he's doing these things on his own and it's just remarkable to see his growth and to see that he wants to be independent and I can't just wait to see what he becomes in, later on in life and I know it's going to be something great but I just want to say for anybody who is going through that with a child with autism or children that have autism yeah it's really hard I'd be lying to tell you it's not but you just just keep your faith God gave y'all those children because they he felt that as the parents that you guys are special. Just always know that you are special as well as your children are. Mm. And find ways. Like I make everything comical because you know, sometimes they can have the meltdowns and you know with routine. And I, I explain to Wayne now that everything doesn't have to go the way he sees it. There are different ways to do things. And, mm. and make it fun. I make it fun. I mean everything I do with him, I make it fun because that's how I could cope with him without him having a meltdown or anything like that. So, and it works. It really, really works. I mean, you just got to find the thing that works for you, that works with them. And it does get easier in time. You know, try to let them do things on their own as much as possible, even if you think it's not right. Just mm-hmm. let them do it. Let them get give them that head start because the, once you let them do it, they're gonna want to keep doing it, and eventually they'll be able to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask a question: How old was Wendell when he first was diagnosed with autism? He was four years old, and uh, I knew there was something, but you know, I wasn't an expert to say exactly what it was. But I have another child, and I didn't want to, you know compare them but what I knew was about milestones you know at two they should do this and at three they should be doing this at four and he wasn't doing those things so that's what was the thing that was like had me question about you know where's his level of um growing at and um we took him to the um a neurologist and then she did a uh she did a test it was like a an hour and a half test through play and she would use these little figurines like at a um like a like a table and there were like uh the sesame street characters with birthday hats and she wanted him to explain what was going on and he would just like point out like the hat or he would he couldn't say oh it's a birthday party like like in that aspect and so forth and so on and then whatever else she did and then that's when she's came up and said he was diagnosed with that but it was cool because I got right on top of it I mean I didn't get mad I mean I I shed a tear wiped it off and kept it moving because I just knew I had some work to do and trust me it paid off and I'm I'm just so happy to see where he's at he's now 12 years old and 
He knows math. He knows he knows pretty much of all of his subjects, and he's doing wonderful. Back after Christmas vacation, he was student of the month, and then three weeks later, he got an award for citizenship. And everywhere he goes, it's funny how everybody tells me the same thing. As far as like, they just love him because he's just one of those kids that you really would love to work with because he wants to learn he really does and he wants to do it independently so uh that melts my heart to just know like i said where he's at and where he came from he came a long way and we still got a long way to go but you know for those parents out there you guys just hang in there i know it's hard but um it can get easier. You just keep your faith. Just ask God to keep directing you in the right direction. And and stay on top of everything. Get involved with the teachers. You know, talk with them. Make suggestions. and Because they like that. And tell them you'll work with them. They like that. Because, you know, they have a lot of, to do, too, with other children and stuff. So you can just put a helping hand in with, and help them. Trust and believe me. It's always strength in numbers, and there's no I in team. And when you work together, it comes out beautifully. Trust me. So let me ask you this. When when you found out, so for a new parent who may have a child, and they may not really know, you know, what steps to take, or actually, I want to say, what kind of symptoms or signs would they know, you know, how would they identify if they had a child and they, you know, how could you help a new parent who if they're not know? Like, what signs would they, what, I want to say, what signs would they look for? Like, what signs did you see to... Okay. Uh, well, when he was like three, you know, they should be talking. He wasn't talking. Okay. And I'm talking about outside, I know you said that before, but like, outside of talking, did they tell you any other signs that you know that made like if you was helping a parent is there any other signs outside of talking outside of not able to talk what would be another sign for them to know if their child is um exhibiting autistic behavior autistic behaviors of i would say um okay see like for we know it like i said it was you have two children correct yeah, but you know, my oldest son. So how did you look? How did you? How did you? Just well, see, like I said again, like, okay. Well, so like with, with, with my daughter, she, you know, she she did everything fast. I mean, you know, walking, talking, understand. That was another thing when okay. I act, when you asking them certain things. Okay, like wait, well, you no, know, get the ball under the table. He would go to the refrigerator or to the cabinet, like mm-hmm. you know, things of that things like that you know not identifying basic things you know a shoe you know not nothing like a a a pin or something but you know a ball all the kids know what a ball looks like or it's just those those basic things that you know you know that you may have seen in other children or your child and they're not picking that up I would okay. say when you anything that you think is just a little abnormal, just go get mm-hmm. tested. You know, and, and, and like I said, the, one of the things is 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 the the talking, the nonverbal, just not even making a sound. You know, mm-hmm. and see what way now he he didn't have behaviors. 
So I didn't experience, like a lot of them experienced with behaviors. So if, if you see a child having some abnormal behaviors and there's nothing going on, you done fed them, they got everything. That's something to raise an eyebrow about, you know? Okay. And and if you see it being repetitive, definitely take them. It costs nothing to just yeah. go get them tested. Early intervention mm-hmm. is the prevention. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. will prevent so much of stress because when you detect it early, they could they could address it early and they could start right on it with the tools that they need. And trust mm-hmm. me, it, it helps. Don't be embarrassed about it. You know, a lot of times parents, they be more embarrassed for themselves than the child when it ain't mm-hmm. them. It's the child who needs the help. And just know that it's not no one's fault. It's mm-hmm. something that happens. And all we can do moving forward is to t- do the right things by taking them to get the early intervention. And the mm-hmm. is going on. It's nothing to be ashamed. That's the thing I just want really to sink in. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed about. The best thing you can do is going for early intervention. You should be ashamed if you don't do anything. And you mm-hmm. wait too long because you're too embarrassed. You're worrying about what your neighbors might say or it doesn't none of that matters because you have to deal with that. You and you only. So I just highly suggest if you just see some different behaviors, especially if you have children that were more on a general ed aspect and doing things based on the basic, like when they're two, they're, you know, doing this and at three, they're doing, you know, if you see that this child is not, or moving a little too slow, it's nothing, it's just to get them tested because it could be nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But it's, it's only right to just go get them tested. I just so let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When was was he um when you said he was diagnosed at four? Was he in pre-K? Was he well? Is it pre-K or daycare? I don't even remember. Oh, no, he was in oh, he was in daycare at first. Okay. And um, what happened? Okay, another thing, because now it's like little things is coming to me. If you see them by themselves all the time, that is not normal behavior. Mm. Socially distancing yourself, and they practice that more than anybody yes you know yeah so they don't like to touch they don't like no there's a lot but like like i said especially when you have them like a daycare or whatever and you um you have them in daycare and um they're playing by themselves Mm -hmm. that's not normal because all kids like to play with each other and those is one of the cues that I was noticing when he was in daycare. Every time I would come pick him up, he's in the corner by himself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. So then um, when it was time to do the assessment after six months, me and the daycare, the teacher, her and I were talking and she said that she was seeing some things that was raising her brow too. And that's when we both talked about seeing, think about getting them tested. And then that's went to the board of education and just wanted to, you know, do the IEP thing just to just to see. And right then and there, they knew something. But again, they couldn't say it because they had to follow the, the right protocol. So they set up a, an appointment to see the neurologist. And then 
after that. And then they got right on it and just started working with him right off, right off the back. I mean, within three weeks, he was making one complete sentence. Wow. Yeah. So those little things like that, you know, the, the yeah, the not wanting to be touched or, like I said, the social distancing and um, as far as behaviors, I, I really don't know too much about that area because I didn't really, only with transitioning. So if you see, like, you know, they're doing something one way and you take them out that routine and do it another way and they go crazy, that's something to raise a brow too about because everything has to be the order that they see and it has to be the same way all the time. Mm. So when they're younger, you see those things like that. It's just it's nothing to just go and get them tested. I'm telling you, it was it will it will help so much on both for the parent and for the child. It will help them in the long run because you know I thought four years old was late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I would have noticed, but he was just such a happy baby. You know, I didn't I didn't really notice anything. You know, when he was like one and two, it's just right around when he was getting going into turning into three. I started mm-hmm. doing those things, and then I got right on it. But was there any um? Is there any family history? I mean, because I know they say sometimes it runs in the family or not. Is there well, any family history? Well, to be quite honest, not not on my my side of the family, but on his dad's side, yes, his dad was ADHD, and he was on medicine when he was a child. So I don't know if that can have anything to do with it but I do know that much and then, mm, okay. you know I was I was a lot older when I had Wayne now and you know they try to factor that in I was 40 so I, okay so you had like a high risk pregnancy or high risk and that I mean well you know because I know when I was over 30 I think anytime you over a certain age where they classify um, OBGYN classifies a high risk pregnancy it's tend to seem like you're over a certain age and you shouldn't have a child that's how I get it but when you are they classify saying you're high risk so you are more in a in a, a, a bracket that anything can happen I'm just right. paraphrasing but to say anything right. can happen you know your child could because I know when I had my son they try to um when I was pregnant with him because my chromosomes was I think too many they wanted to say he was going to be with Down syndrome oh wow and I was like uh no uh, he's not right. <laughs> so I had to have an amnotis- uh, aminocytesis where they determined that but in the process they were showing me all these pictures like you know of children that may have larger heads or you know their eyes are drooping and I was like, I wasn't receiving that. And I said, if it didn't, they said, well, how would you feel? And they even asked me, tried to encourage me a little bit to have an abortion. I said, I'm not doing that because wow. I was in the church as well. So I didn't believe in that anymore. <laughs> I, wow. I had to pry it. I never had that prior to that. So <laughs> my born again, I probably to consider it. But because I was born again, I was like, no, I'm not killing my baby. And I ain't receiving none of that. Right. So when my son was born, he was healthy. But I still had to watch him and monitor him to just see if there was any, you know, development delays with him as well. Because I was in a certain age category that they claimed that I was a high-risk pregnancy. So, you know... 
that's what statistically says, you know, I guess they come up with these numbers. Yeah, and they, they, they <laughs> so I was still working at the time when I was pregnant. And, you know, I worked for DOT. I was a highway repairer, so I was around nothing but asphalt, all those harsh chemicals. And mm. they didn't allow me to stay in office. They literally was putting me out in the in the streets in the truck they kind of was exposing you to chemicals yes yes i mean it was so bad that i had to get my doctor to write a note to say that um her patient is not to be no more than five feet to the bathroom and and i'm not to be around any chemicals and then that's when they decided after like two months to put me downtown it was a nightmare like it really, wow. and sometimes I think about that. I think like, you know, did I do that to him? You know, like when I was breathing in all them chemicals from still working. So I was angry at the people at my job, you know, because I felt like they could have took better care of me. So yeah, having they could have gave you some better options. Wow, right? So, so can you imagine that right how I was feeling? Like I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it was my fault, yeah. you know. And I, this is really my first time like sharing this to this in details like this because it really bothered me a lot to to, to know how they just didn't care. And then the you know, after I had him to find out that he was autistic, that that just spent me all the way around. Mm-hmm. What I did instead of, you know, being so angry at Dom because you know, I could have did that, and what was that going to do? Nothing. It wasn't going to change anything. So only thing I could do is just turn to God and just tell him to, you know, point me in the right direction. And that's what he's been doing. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm grateful. And if I had to do it to infinity, I would do it over and over and over and over and over again. I commend you for sharing your story. I mean, I know it's not easy for some parents to talk about you know, children that may um, have, you know, they can be with diagnosis of um, any form of disability or um, mental health disorders, because like you stated, it feels like it's a reflection on you as a parent. And sometimes it really has nothing to do with the parenting or your, you know, sometimes it's just not has nothing to do with how you are uh, being a parent and like but, you said you have another child what's what's the age bracket between way now and um what's your other child name again La Mia. La La Mia. Mia. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what is the age difference you know between how does, how does that factor in how does that factor in because you know siblings sometimes they you know, I, I have children and I know siblings sometimes tend to be standoffish, but tell tell me a little bit of how their relationship is because that can help someone too. Right. You know how okay. to deal with the siblings. All right. So they're 16 years apart. Okay. And she was in school. She was went off to college pretty much when he was in his younger years. She had, you know, went off to college. So she didn't really get to um, watch him grow you know, day by day, you know, when she came off break, you know, she would pop in, you know, because we was living in Jersey at the time and she didn't really care for Jersey because it was desolate and it was, you know, you needed a car where I lived and I understood all that. So she would- How did she feel when she, when she learned about her brother's condition? You know what, to be honest, 
I never even asked her. Wow. I never, I, I just never asked her how it felt. I mean, I mean, she just dived right in. I mean, she, I'd say now, to be honest, and you know, I, I speak honest, she's a lot more attentive with him now than she was early on. And I guess because she was still growing and learning her own self too, you know, but I, I've always instilled for her to be very close with her brother. Like, like that is something I implement to her all the time. Like, I want y'all to be very, very close. And maybe if he was a little younger now to grew up with her, they probably would have been even closer. But I, I, I get it. 16 years apart, you know. So now when he becomes like 16, she could probably relate a little, a lot better than him in these days moving forward opposed to when they were a lot younger. Cause she was still a teenager and then in her early twenties. And you already know with the millennium kids, you already know they only think of themselves and not being funny or anything, but that's just what it was. But and how I know that is because all her passwords has a lot to do with him. <laughs> if that's, oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it, those little things like that may not mean nothing to anybody, but I know that that's, you, you thought of him, you know, you, and even like I said, now, they're even a lot closer because I hear her talking to him a lot more now. And uh, like we went out for his birthday and she like took him by herself. You know, it wasn't a thing where it was me, her and him. So I, I see the closeness, but I know if they were probably closer in age, they would be even more closer. But mm-hmm. it, to me, age shouldn't matter. You know, if that's your loved yeah. one, that's your loved one. And just stay close because we are all who we got. And it's it's very important, and it's important for him. But how do you think he? How do you think he feel about his older sister? I mean, I know that you he probably may or may not be able to express his feelings verbally, but in your like if he don't see her, or if he if he knows she's about to leave, he'll go. Where's Mimi going? Is she coming back home? No. So like the more she engages in conversations with him the more he opens up because Waynell is not a con he's not a uh you know he's not a vocal kid he's not gonna just sit there and just be like talking talking talk but if you talk to him he definitely will talk to you and that's what I was trying to explain to her and she does that a lot now so um I like I said I hear him talking all the time like she'll go in his room and or he'll you know knock on her door or whatever and good morning and things of that nature. I mean, because that's those little small things that may not mean nothing to anybody else, but that's really huge in this household. Because that's awesome. Because he's not, you know, so so social with us. And that's only because of his condition. So yeah. as a as a as a whole, we try to do a lot more of that. You know, a lot more talking. Because the more we talk, the more we pull things out of him. You know? How is he? How is he now in school? What grade is he in now? He's in the sixth grade now. Okay. So how is he? With how what is he open up more? Because I know you said he used to be social. He was socially isolated himself by choice. But how is he now? No, well, not today because we know is um, well, we in a pandemic. Right. But before everything closed down, how how was you know his engagement with his fellow peers oh, in well, classes? I'm glad you asked that. Yes, he definitely started engaging more with his friends. He, you know, Waynell is the type that he likes to, you know, see who 
he can gravitate towards. And it was this one kid that he did. And because even his teacher told me that, that, you know, that was the one kid that Waynell would go to and, you know, talk with and play with all the time. So but I hear him now when he's on, um, doing his digital learning I hear him engaging and I hear him talking with Dom and um because he never wants me standing next to him and it's so funny because he he just wants to do everything independently he don't he wants his space like I can hear him um you know thinking that he has a problem and I go over there and like wait no you okay no I'm fine you know I don't need any help I'm like okay <laughs> he wants to do everything and I, and I love that about him you know I really do because that that just shows me his growth that he's trying to expand his mind on his own without me hovering over him and, and you know being like a watch dog over him you know so it's mm-hmm. good to see him and I know if he was in school he would even be more open you know to talk and be more social you know I, I, that's one of the things that I really, really want to see. Just him socially inclining with others. You know, taking the initiative mm-hmm. and just, you know, just start a, a conversation. But, um, like, when we went away and he met these two kids and he they played so well with him and he wanted to do everything like everybody else, all on his own. And I let him do it. And that's the way you see progression. Mm-hmm. You constantly be behind them and doing every step of the way. They're never going to grow and learn on their own. I give him his way. And I'm, I'm really proud of him to just see where he's at. And like I said, we're working um, very hard with him as far as, you know, getting him more socially inclined with the others and just um, talking more because I hear him. like Because that's one of the things that I spoke with his teacher about so she knows you know what what I'm expecting to see with him in those those areas that he's really weak at and when they're doing like more writing and you know trying to pull out things you know when he, she gives him a topic and then let him you know go free with it even if it mm-hmm. makes sense let's just let him do it on his own to see if he knows the format that's what it really hello like still there i was gonna say oh no 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 bad connection no bad connection yeah i'm here Okay. But it sounds very so, low. Oh no, I can hear you well. You're good. I just heard some rumbling, and I said, "Oh no, we're not doing this bad connection again." You was really touching, really on some good stuff, and I just oh, I was like, "Oh, see, here come that." Oh, nah, they're not. No, not gonna to... get, get no, no. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Oh shoot, no, 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 no." But with, I mean, that is really awesome. He sounds amazing. I'm, I mean, I have, I have seen pictures and, you know, watching him grow up. But he sounds truly amazing. He sounds like an amazing young man. Um, I know you are proud of him um, and his accomplishments, especially in school. How is this pandemic affecting um, him? Because you know, uh, and, and well, I want to say, how is the pandemic? Do you know anything yes, about the pandemic? Yes, let me like, tell you. you I, I got to give you a funny one. So every time I, every time okay. I go out, and you know, I go, um, pretty much, I have to not like force him, but I have to like, 
you know, give him every reason why he should just come out. But if it was left up to him, this is what his whole idea about the pandemic. I say, wait now, you uh, you want to come outside? He go with the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't even want to go outside. Because, yes, I I did explain to him, you know, as much as he can understand what it is. Like, I Mm -hmm. I explained to him, it's a bug. I just, you know, he knows what a bug, but, you know, give him his own visual of a bug. But I was like, it's like a really nasty bug. And it it makes Mm -hmm. people really, really sick. And some people don't wake up, you know, opposed to just saying they die, like, don't wake up. That's how he understands what death is. That they don't wake up, which is the truth. <laughs> when you die, mm-hmm. you don't wake mm-hmm. up. So and that's how I explained. That's how I explained it to him as far as so he can understand it. You know, I, I explained to him how important the mask and um keeping your hands clean, you know, keeping the hand sanitizer or washing your hands every every time, you know, if you step out, you come back in, you gotta wash your hands. You know, and stay, you know, try to keep the social distance. I, I explained all of that to him. So maybe that's probably why he's like, you know, with the coronavirus, I, I just rather stay in the house. But I try to tell him that it's yes. okay to get a little fresh air. You know, even if it's just like to a park, they have so many parks out here. So you're not going to be overwhelmed with crowdedness because all the parks, you know, they're really huge and you can find your own little space without nobody being even 10 feet next to you and just get that little fresh air and then come back in because, you know, too much of staying in the house is not good either. You know, you gotta come out and, you know, do some little exercise, you know, just stretch your legs and things of that nature. So, and like I said, I don't do it. You don't come out all the time, but I just try to get them out a little bit. Not too much. Well, he knows, he knows, mm-hmm. that's what he knows about the coronavirus. And he knows. How, well, so how does he feel? I mean, like, how's he doing with virtual learning? I know you you touched on it a little bit when you said he's he saying to you, he don't need you standing over him or he don't need your help. But um, how is his, you know, being in front of a computer? For, you know, uh, well, you know, with them. Basically for like six or seven right, hours. Right, but see, right? with them, they give them breaks. So it'll be like... Okay. Uh, so he starts at 8.45 he has to do a jump start and then he does his uh, motivational speech that he watches all on his own this has nothing to do with uh, his teacher she used to give them to him and now it's just the math jump start and they watch like a video and he does that independently mm-hmm. at 8.45 and then he has to come back into the Zoom to start the class at 9.20 so you got from 8.45 to 9.20 he got that break then from 9.20 to like maybe uh, 10.50, he does work. And then from 10.50 to I believe about maybe 11.40, something like that, uh, or 11.30, he does lunch. So he gets the breaks in between. He does. They That's that's what they do. They give them the breaks because they cannot sit at that, at that um, computer straight for eight hours like that. So he gets a lot of breaks in between. Okay, that's yeah. good. And that's good. good. So how do you? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to say, how are you doing with the virtual learning? I mean, I know that. Oh well, it was. I'm a honestly, it was very overwhelming in the beginning. It really was. I had two meltdowns in the beginning. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I had two meltdowns. Like I literally had to go in the bathroom <laughs> and just 
let it all out because I was raising my voice and then I noticed that it was it was intimidating him you know I have a strong voice as it is so that really wasn't helpful you know but I, I I felt horrible when I was yelling but then at the same time like I'm human it happens you know so what all I did was go in the bathroom and just talk to God and you know it took a few minutes and came back and and I was and I was great and then I spoke to his teacher to just try to figure out some other things that I could do so I don't get so overwhelmed with me because in the beginning I didn't know about the breaks Monique I was letting him do work straight eight hours and only giving him the break for lunch because I didn't know Yes, oh so that's why it was very overwhelming for the both of us. So now, once she told me how to do it, and then now he's in a whole new school, but he hasn't even been to the new school yet. He's in junior high school now. So, um, and I explained to his new teacher um, how it was overwhelming me. And, um, and then, but I noticed when I would sit with him and the teacher would ask him a question, he would always look at me and I say, hey, don't look at me, look at the teacher. That's when I realized that I was probably intimidating him by sitting with him. So I asked him, I'm like, wait, no, do you want me to sit here with you? He said, no. I said, you sure you could do the work? And from that day on, and that was the beginning when school first started, which was back in August, I mean, back in September, the beginning of September. And since then, I have not sat with him. And, and whenever I chime in, his teacher's telling me how great Wayne L is doing. And he's doing all his work and he's doing everything. So, because if you think about it, I'm not there with him when he was in school before the pandemic hit. So why would I be mm-hmm. sitting right next to him now? So it kind of makes sense and it, it worked. It really worked. And he's doing just great with that. But... It, it was very challenging because sometimes, you know, with everybody being on, the computers crashes, you're trying to get on, you can't click this, this is not opening, and it gets a little frustrating. But I concur. I am a substitute teacher for elementary school, and God has blessed me with favor. But I have um, seen it firsthand of how frustrating this whole virtual learning is in the capacity that it is in, especially when the students are unable to get on they, the, 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 the lessons, the, the whole system yes. freezes. Then in the middle of the teacher presenting, they freeze. Then they got to sign out, sign back in. Sometimes the kids, you know, and and then when they lose the teacher or lose the instructional time, they get distracted themselves, and then they it's, it's trying to it's not easy to pull them back in after a certain amount of time because of the technical difficulties, and it's beyond the teachers. Um, control because they are doing the best they can with what they have and and I do commend some of the parents because some kids have Chromebooks and some kids are using laptops or their parents you know going to family houses to get you know on the computer because they may not have internet services so it is so it is a lot that I have seen in this past week because I've only been on doing it for a week and I am praying I said my prayers are with the parents as well as the teachers and faculties because this is a stressful time for everyone 
and it's so difficult. And then I feel more empathetic for children who have been diagnosed with ADHD or other learning disabilities to have to sit through that crucial time. Now, I do like the breaks. As soon as the break is on, I'll be like, Lord, I walked to the house real fast. I'll be like, oh my God, I cannot take the... I have ADD sitting there myself. I'll be like, I'll be trying to find something to do get myself occupied because I'm not teaching the class professionally. But I am looking at the students saying, you know, where I, either they might come on, I got to mute they might, right, or right. if they distracted, I got to call. But I commend, know, I commend these parents, especially, yes. especially the ones who have children with special needs. I salute all of you yes. ladies and gentlemen. I tip my hat off to you guys. It, it's very, I very hard, but guys... You know, together we can get through this. And I, and I can only imagine if you have more than one child with special needs and, and you don't have the help because, you know, you can't just have anybody coming in your house. So, you know, and then if the parents are working and, and, and they're working on the computer and then you got to go, you know, tend to the child. It's it's really, yes. really, really hard. I just, I, I my heart yes. goes out. I yes. pray that everybody I can know. find some some type of solace in this and, you know, where they can find a... a um, a way that works for them because every household works differently you know i just pray that everybody can find their niche that works for them and 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 that's what will make things a lot easier you know it ain't gonna take it away because it's gonna be challenging i'd be lying to say it's not yes but Yes. If is. you find the right way to do it, that's why it's so important to talk back, email those teachers, talk back and forth with them, express your concerns. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you may where they can help where maybe somebody can come in and help. Whatever it is, you have to reach yes. out. Don't shut down. I noticed that the teachers, I noticed that the teachers did um, what they did this week. Um, some of the teachers were asking the students, how many of you have Chromebooks or how many of you have internet? How many of you are working on your phones? Or, right. You know, and, they, and that way, and they said, well, if you know, and if they couldn't answer the question, they was like, okay, ask your parents, you know, how many? And then they were, and then if they parents wasn't there, right, um, then next to them, they will send out, you know, uh, messages to the parents, like emails to say, are we trying to find out? So that way it's, to be able to help the parents as well as the students to be able to be better equipped. Do we need to get the Chromebooks in? What we need to do to help the students and the parents to be able to utilize it. So they were doing a lot of communication, but this it is a two-way street because if the parents don't communicate back um, or respond back to what their child needed, and then when they um, get on and or they can't get on then they get frustrated with the school as though the school is not reaching out but they are I just recommend out. and I say this, I recommend they need to that it, they need to update their information yeah. you know with with well, that because if you can't if you if you change phones you change emails you change something and you don't give the school the information then you can't get the exactly is that you know I, I just recommend that um that you really stay in tune with the teachers. Like, even if it's where you call in and you can't get through, you gotta understand that we're in a pandemic. So what we used to do is not the normal. This is the new normal. So you no. have to find a way. Don't get mad and be like, oh, she ain't answer me back or she ain't even. No, you email, you make calls. If it's a way where the, the school is not far, then take a drive up there. Do whatever you have to do. Don't make excuses. 
yes. find a way figure it out exactly. because it will help you in the long i promise you because it was overwhelming for me so what i started doing all right i will email her so like um his teacher and i was talking the other day and you know she made a comment to me saying that um because they were um they were doing operations um the factor in the trees like um prom numbers and whatever they were doing and she's gonna say to me oh you know if we know um Waynell is going to fail if he does I stopped her so quickly in her tracks I said first of all what we're not gonna say is that he's gonna fail that's what we're not gonna do that is not the word that we're gonna use mm-hmm. what we're gonna say is that Waynell is going to make it and we're gonna find a way for him to be able to do it that works best for him that's what we're gonna say yeah. You don't sit up here and tell me about he's gonna fail, and you know she respected me. Because, and then that sound like that's an embarrassment to that child I mean, when you're saying special, that to the you know. And as a special that educator, that's the advice that you would give. She better be lucky that we weren't yes. back in the eighties, because you already know she'd have got a she'd have yes. got a boot boot real quick. But that ain't me. Um, before this is me today, and I know how to talk. So, like I told her. That is not the word we're gonna use, okay? This is what we're gonna do. Yes. And 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 I even told her, give me some things that can be worked on on the weekends. Cause I wanna help you to help him. You understand? He's not the only child. You have number of children to deal with. You have your own family to deal with. We get all of that. that I, that's why I commend these teachers. So let me help you. Cause my son is not gonna fail, okay? And it's funny because uh, he ends up taking the test and he did pretty well for the same math problems that she's gonna say that he was gonna fail. No, we just find a system that works for him. That's it. Every she, she, I, she I guess she failed to realize that. And I even said this to her. I said, you know, each of them, um, they learn differently. They're all on different levels. So what you may show one kid one way, you may have to show another another way. As long as he gets the same answer. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. what matters. But you're not gonna shun him out and say, "Oh, he's gonna fail," because no, he's not. You know? So now yeah. she, she, oh, she, 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 now she, she, um, she talks with me. Not to say that she didn't before, but it's like she see and she always commend me, and I, I love that about her as well, because she always say, you know. Wayno has a great mom, you know, because she see how I work with them. I, I, because I, I, I get, I engage. I, I, that's what I tell her. Like, hey, give me some things that I can help. So when the next week come along, if he's, if he's working on it the weekend before, it would be a lot easier for him, and it'd be a lot easier for you. That way, you don't got to spend so much time on one individual because now he gets it. He knows the pattern. He knows the the way to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, how how do you do self care for yourself? I mean, what 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 advice would you give? You know, because it's pretty it's pretty much to me like you do a lot as a mom, and you know, and um, w- well, actually, with the mom who with children with special needs, you know, what is what is your advice to to moms? You know, especially regarding self care. I mean, what is what would they do to kind of take take the edge off and unease some of the time that's you know when they some of the you know that you're have. human you're not a robot that's number one you're not a robot and it's okay you know it's okay to to feel a certain way don't think that you don't have the right to feel a certain way and find time for yourself mm-hmm. find time okay whatever it is 
you like to do. Just take a moment and do that. Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their own thing that they like. Give yourself a few minutes a day. Don't take away from yourself. That's the thing. Don't try to push everything on to the children. Everything is about the children. Everything is about the making sure the house is in. No, what about you? Like you matter too. If it wasn't for you, you wouldn't be, all the stuff wouldn't be getting done. So if you do so much and take away from yourself, you're not gonna have time for yourself, you know? So always make time, just make a little bit. It, it helps and it'll make you feel good. I don't care what it is. If you like to just go and put makeup on and just stare in the mirror, who cares? If that's what makes you feel, whatever it makes you feel good, just take some time out for yourself. Cause I sure do, trust and believe me. I'm always taking time out for mm. myself because I matter too. <laughs> like, it's not just about me yeah. being this super mom and making sure my children is, is good and he's doing everything he's supposed to and making sure my daughter's good and making sure my house is good. But what about me? I got to make sure I'm good too. You know? Yeah. I, I matter. You know, that that's the thing. Don't take away from yourself. Just find time. When you get that little bit of time, what is even if it's just 20 minutes, you know, it's 20 minutes to make you feel a lot better about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, we have to take, we have to take time out for ourselves because if we don't, we'll go into um, overload and burn out, and then you're not healthy exactly. for yourself nor your. Okay, body. it's like this. You're the you're the head. And your children are the body parts, whether they're arms, legs, back, stomach. If you take that head off, the body is no good. So you always got to make sure that the head is intact so the body can work. That makes any sense. Mm. Yes, that's good. So that's why it's important to keep the head intact. Because once the head is off, then the children ain't no good either. So you have to take care of you. It's called self-preservation. People should really, really study that and act on it because you matter first. Because in order to, to be able to take care of your loved ones, you got to make sure you're good. Like you said, if you're not healthy and you're just lying in the bed because you, you know, you're in an unhealthy state, then how are you going to take care of them? How are you going to get up to feed? How are you going to make sure that they're doing their work? So you always got to mm-hmm. make sure you're intact and take time out for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is definitely some good advice to give to the parents, um, especially when they're going through in these times. Um, um, how do you feel about now you you you're a single mom, right? And so and I know this is not to be prying, but there's probably a lot of single there's probably moms out there that may be in a relationship or maybe not, but how you know, it's, it's probably a two-part question. How does the father, is the father's gauge, you know? Because I know a young lady who, the father, he's not hands-on, I want to say. He's present, but he's not hands-on well, um, with the child. You talk about the children with the special needs, right? Okay, well, um, yeah. my son, that actually, he was involved, like, from um, day one all the way up until 2018 when we know is what 10 and a half and um, we parted ways and I mean it happens I mean no relationships last forever yes. but you know 
mm-hmm. he he pretty much just kind of turned his back and I didn't understand that because I could see if you was a, a absentee father or in and out father but you were present you were there every day I mean and when I say he was there he was there he, he wasn't a hands-on guy let me just say that even when we were together he wasn't but he definitely was present and he did help Waynell with a lot of things that he's actually doing right now. Like he was the one who taught him how to take his clothes from inside out. He was the one who taught him how to hang up his clothes. He was the one who taught him how to um to, to wash up on his own, to know how to brush his teeth on his own. He did that. I give him credit when credit is due. I, I, mm, that's and, awesome. and but for him to just like not be here now to see what you help create is just like mind blowing, you know. So in the beginning, let me ask you in the beginning, this might can help some, you know, this also can help some women who may be struggling um with children with you know autism autism and they don't know how their mates feel or the fathers or partners or so whatever. But how did you know how he how he felt when he first heard about the Oh yes, he was in denial. I mean you're gonna always get that one if you got if both parents was was there from the beginning, you're gonna always usually have one that be in denial and he was the one that was in denial. Cause in the beginning when the um the doctor had actually his primary doctor was the one who suggested that we go get him tested from a neurologist. I often knew what that meant, but again, he couldn't say it because he it wasn't his call to say so. All he could do is make the suggestion. Mm-hmm. So then here come dad goes, oh, how he know? He only was with our son for 10 minutes. How, he, how could he just not? And I had to give him an analogy. I said, okay, it's like this. You know football, right? I said, you know a play before it even happened. You know if it's going to be a running pass or whatever it is, you know. He go, yeah. I said, well, it's the same thing. He's been a doctor for these many years. You think he don't know? Our child is the first mm-hmm. one. And then he couldn't say nothing after that. Because it's true. Okay. It's, they just know. It's like somebody asking me about hair. I just know. I've been doing it for a long time. I, I know if it's dry rotted or if it's some good hair, if it's going, you know, it's just, it's just something you know. So, you know, and mm. like right now where he stands, um, you know, he's he's not really that much involved at all. So, you know, I, I don't really know what that's about. I never asked. And honestly, I didn't waste my time. Just be focusing on getting Waynell to his his independency as possible. Yes, and that's and I commend you for that because again, a lot of I know a lot of parents um are not hands. I know I was um when my son was first diagnosed. I know I had um my husband was more to the back because I advocated a lot and. I did all the talking and he just did, he was like the strong arm. Like he's a united front. Like they couldn't get over on right. us, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm like, look, I'm gonna do the talking cause these people think they're getting over and they're not, you know, and so you have to kind of have that balance. And I, and again, I know parents who have spouses or boyfriends or fathers and they're still, like you said, in denial cause they don't want to believe 
and they don't want to believe that their child or their, whether it's their son or their daughter, but if it's their son, they definitely don't want to believe. And then there comes what I say is a type of neglect or a type of abuse because now you're bullying them because you want to toughen them up and you figure like, no, we're going to knock it out of them. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, and, and they don't want to, you know, kind of get that, listen, let's go to therapy. Let's do things we need. Let's go to the doctor. Inside, the they, right. they have their own way of feeling guilty about things that, you know, not not they don't want to they have a hard expressing, way of expressing it. it exactly so you know this is yeah. the way most men react to things and only thing you could do a poser like we could cry about yeah, it yeah you know a poser get into a fight match with them about it like, you just you just find a way that that you can shed the light on them that that's a little easy on their ears that how they could better process it and understand it you know a poser attacking them like I'm saying, you need to get involved. And that ain't helping, stupid. Just talk to them and, and let them understand, you know, how important it is and, and, and let them know that it's not neither one of y'all's fault. That's where you start at. Because all yeah. that pointing fingers, man, you wasting your breath. Because I could save that breath with my dying breath. So I'd rather just find a way that we could figure this out together and work with it. Work through this together. Mm-hmm. You know, like again, there's no I in team need to work together to make it better for everybody and it won't feel like a stress on one but that's good that's real good so i mean this is really good i mean it's very educational um it's very informative and i hope that it helps someone who listens to it i know some people probably want to hear something differently but you know i think you gave a lot of valid points and some good information and hopefully you know parents who are listening mothers who are listening grandmothers um relatives who may be caregivers of you know their loved ones that they understand the the signs they understand what they but you know what, for. a lot of times I mean, it's, it's it's they just don't have the information so when you don't have the information it can frustrate you yeah. so then you just go into the spiral control and then you be you know a little nasty towards people or even towards educators because you know you you want to know you wish you knew all the all the tools and guess what we don't we learn as we we as we grow and it's okay. I just, you know, for all those parents that think differently, it's okay. Don't beat yourself down. Don't beat your partner down about it. And definitely don't beat down on the children because they are the innocent ones in all of this. We as the parents are supposed yeah. to be there to cover them, to strengthen them, not to strike them, not to get mad and call them stupid and, you know, you're a dummy or, you know, things of that. And they don't do that. You know, it's not nobody's fault. Find a way to work together. You know, and reach out to other people. Mm-hmm. Reach out to people that may have that because they can give you some insight and make you feel a lot better. Because sometimes we feel alone in this, especially for those single parents that's dealing with children with special needs. I definitely tip my hat off to you guys. Whether it's a, a single mother or a single yeah. dad, you know, I tip my hat off to them because yeah. it's not easy. Absolutely. But just that's why you have to reach out. Don't be sheltered. Don't be, you know, anti-social about it, you know, reach out to people, you know, join the autism group. That's what I do on Facebook. And you be, you be, it'll be mind blowing to see these stories that people be having. And you be like, oh my God, I went through that too. Then you say, oh my God, so I'm not the only one. You get what I'm saying? Because sometimes we keep feeling like we're the yes. only ones out there going through what we're going through. And you're not. Just find a way to make it better for you. And, 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 and you know, it, 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 
takes a village to raise a child. And I really believe that, especially a child with special needs. You want everybody in on it that can yeah. be of some help. You know? That is good. That is definitely good. I mean, I'm excited. I'm, in, I'm enjoying Me too. all of this because it is very, like I said, it's really, really good information. It is so good to hear, you know, um, what you know the victory it sounds like victory to me it sounds like you know overcoming accomplishing and and, you know it just sounds really great you know it's like it's no sad story you know because sometimes people get on and they talk about it but there's no sad story here it sounds to me as if that you know like you said god has chosen you to be a mother to a, a special unique child because sometimes um as i work in a field we don't say you know it's there that's not their disability and i heard it best said by a, a advocate um it's not their disability then that you know because they people want to say oh because they this and they have that and they this but no that is just what they're diagnosed with but it's That's not a disability, not it's an ability to, to do better. They have the ability. Yeah. It's not a disability, it's the ability to do better. Yes, they have the ability to do better. Yeah, you know? Exactly. And With so, the right people, the right team, awesome. and the right love. Because a lot of us don't be having love in our hearts. Got to get that love back in your heart to be able to spread the love. Thankfully, my son got so much energy, love and energy. Anybody that walk past them will turn their heads. I don't care what your day is like, what you're going through, you will turn your head at my son. I and this I don't like to use different races, but I'll never be able to one time the Chinese Chinese people don't they deal with themselves. They in their own world. I've had two on two different occasions stop us to tell us how um happy um Wayne L was. It's just a happy kid, it's energy. You know, people don't may not believe in energy because they don't see what they don't believe but it's there it's real because i know it because i live through it every day that's why my house is a whole vibe like you come to my house anybody come here don't even want to leave and that's that's a fact they come here and it's just it's because mm. it's nothing but warm welcoming like nobody wants to leave they either get on don't let them sit on my couch couch is the table <laughs> everybody that has came in this house has got on that couch and couldn't get up. Didn't want to leave. It's just the comfortability, it's the vibe. And and a lot of that comes from that that one room upstairs where all the lights shine from. It's from way now. Wow. That is so awesome. I can't wait till this is all over so I can actually get to see and meet him because I know it is yeah, awesome. Yeah, he is. And, and I'm, I'm really just grateful to be one of the parents that could say I'm a proud parent of a child with autism because I've seen the growth, I've seen where he was at and where he's headed and he wants to be an astronaut and um, it, he's just just a phenomenal kid, that's, that's all I can say really mm-hmm. but well I do truly thank you for your time is there anything else you want to add anything else you want to share just, just to know you just to let these other parents know that we're all in this together you know I mean if I could be of any help um, I'm here you know 
I I could come on your show every weekend and just keep, keep giving advice and just whatever it is that you're more than welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if, you know, people want to chime in and ask questions. I mean, I'm here. I'm not. I'm not a specialist, but I'm. I'm just a mom. I'm just. I'm just a mom that yeah. that, that that just want to see the greater good in everybody. So I got a lot to offer. I got a lot of good to give out, and it's all free. It cost you nothing. There's a scripture that I like to use. Well, there's not a scripture I like to use, but there is a scripture that makes that wraps the okay. whole thing up. Our people perish for the lack of knowledge, and there's a biblical there's a biblical scripture and there's a principle behind that because our people perish for the lack of knowledge because people don't want to like you said the first time getting the information being educated being informative when you get the education or the information what you do with it do you do you apply it or you just ignore it because who is coming from and i feel that times that 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 stunts a lot of people's growth and development that stunts a lot of people from getting what they need because when you're given the information they figuring i'm not receiving that because of who it's coming from instead of taking the information because we all like you said you we all in this together even right now we're all in this pandemic yeah. together so is a lot of information that you know there's a lot of things we don't know but when it's when you know firsthand about children with special needs because you know it because you are living through it and you're not just giving somebody some bs on what you don't know why can't you be because when you to know it? better so i just tell people to to, to to be encouraged by this you know mm-hmm. interview that when they hear it in the replay or when they hear the recording or when they hear it live that they take heed to what the information you're given because this is going to help someone identify uh, well, this know, is what I can say this is what I can say when you know better you do better and start yes. loving on each other that's what we, that's what we start like to loving say. on each other Look, that's what we like to listen and start loving on each other positive yes. hey I'm out <laughs> Ah, I like that. I like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. But again, I thank you so much for this interview. I am super, Me super too. excited. I really I enjoyed it all. Sharing and disclosing. I really enjoyed all of it. Sharing and disclosing. You know, some something that's that's I I say is private because you know, like I said, a lot of okay from where we came growing up from you know how it is whatever's going on in this house stay in house right whatever somebody goes nah, through, I'm talking about the family it. amongst I'm the talking house, about it you know and ain't nobody knowing and ain't nobody talking about it because of you know it's like nah because of our our loved ones disposition you know they're they're the way they fit they had pride i want to say and they really you know was highly respected in the community so picture that they got a family member who has any kind of disability or has special needs or anything nobody right. knew that and you'd be wondering like why are they back there in that closed room door but you find out that they did have some type of struggle or mental illness or something and we didn't really everybody talk about it but now think that they in it by themselves they they people that do that yes. think that they're the only ones out there and before you know it exactly. you got a whole world of people going through the same thing that's why i don't mind sharing my story I, i'm an open book i mean you know because when you do that it does help somebody else who was sheltered and didn't want to talk and then it's like wow wow they went through that too you know and then it start making them like you know even yeah. if you just pop your ear open that's a start 
You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Anything to just grasp exactly. on something that was not good in your life or you, you didn't know how to deal with it. Now you get information. Now you can receive it better. That's why they say when you know better, you do better. Well, at least that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to do when you know better and do better. Um, but you know, we got some people that said that they, they always say too, don't be bitter, be better. Right. And people sometimes they get bitter because they don't want to be better. And unfortunately, I think that with our peers, that happens a lot. And with individuals who, again, is is just basically where the information, where they're getting it from, because they're not receptive of who's, who's giving it, who's giving exactly. it out. So I hope that someone hears this and understand that it's out of love and that we are doing this, these shows and talking about real things because I feel like I'm going to be one of those people on Unsung, like bringing all the people together and, and hash out your your stuff and let people know who you really are who is the person behind right. the name and not you assume they are and not who you think they are because you feel like you know them and you really don't know anything about them or they struggle so you know I'm super, super glad that I you came on again. My long time friend. Part of the live show. I'm, yes, I'm, look, I'm looking for next week. <laughs> Tune in. Yeah, listen. Yeah, no. Hey, we might have something going. Because I know that, like I said, we were talking about so many different topics. I was like, yes, that's good. That's awesome. Listen, and then we can bring on people to want to share um, you know, because this platform could be open to multiple people, and I think about doing that. Like, let's have a big multiple group of women and just get on in and hash out some things, baby. See, you know, baby. they really want to. If they really ready, they if they ready really ready, the if they really ready, <laughs> <laughs> if they really ready for you know for the sit down powwow. I mean, I want to get some real women on. Like, yes, we gonna talk, talk about and this. talk real talk. I don't want nobody on here. Talk real talk. We're not talking about like talk yeah. real talk. Like, just talk your truth. Yes, yes. To tell your truth exactly, like I have in my two books. Tell That's your it. truth. Let's get it out there. Let's see. I mean, and then and then not saying just talking your truth, but what are you giving? at the end of it to help someone empower That's someone. actually going you know, through the same we thing be able you, to get, right, you know, to help them in their in their path yes. or that same path that you done went down. Absolutely. Exactly. How we can empower. Like you're doing right now. You're empowering a lot of mothers, a lot of fathers who are, you know, probably don't know what to do. And I really appreciate oh, thank that. you. I, really anytime. Awesome. I mean, because like I said, again, we all in this together and I I know what it's like. You know, I just was one of those those parents that just kept pushing. I didn't, you know, I didn't take it out on anyone because it was no one's fault. Like if it was that one mm-hmm. person to blame, then yeah, but it was, who did to blame? There's nobody to blame. Let's just work at it and work towards betterment. That's it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to wrap up this segment of the show. I thank everybody for joining and tuning in to Living in Freedom Every Day, the live show with your host, Elder Monique Coleman, and my good, good friend, Renee Bovian from South Jamaica, Queens. That's where we're from. We're representing Southside, Outside. Southside, Outside. 
<laughs> yes, you know, as they say, but let's I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in, listening. Listen, I will definitely have my girl back on to give drop some more juice tools and just giving some roundabout, just giving some overall good information to your parents out there. I know we got some more stuff to get involved in. So tune in to our next segment of the show of Living in Freedom Every Day. I do appreciate you all. Have a safe night. Please, please, please wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, hug virtually from a distance, love somebody. And if you ain't pick up the phone to call someone in a long time, please do so and tell your friends and family members that you love them because tomorrow is not promised. So please, please, please. Thank you so much. Peace out. Peace. And hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Thank you, my Thank girl. Thank you. And love, love you. you too. Love you for life. And I.